0: Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited with, to have with us Elliot Eisenberg. Elliot, thank you so much for being here today.
1: Oh my gosh, it's my pleasure. Absolutely. Delighted.
0: Oh my gosh, you're so kind. And we don't even have to tell everyone, but I accidentally deleted your first show. So thank you for helping me do this again. And I am confident that this one's going to be even better. Although I'm not sure we can top the first one, but we'll try, right? Uh-huh. We'll do it. So, Elliot, before we get to what you're involved in today, would you tell us a little bit about your background, maybe where you're from and where you started?
1: Wow. Okay, let's let's keep that short, but uh, we'll do a little bit. So, I was born in L.A., and when I was four, we moved to Montreal. I think it killed my parents' marriage. You know, L.A., the beaches and warmth, <laughs> and Montreal's freezing cold. I learned to play hockey. I don't do any surfing, but whatever. I, I, I was traumatized, but I had a great childhood. It was fun. And my... Uh, my first relationship, if you will, was with the Montreal Canadiens, well, my parents, of course, but after that, it was the Montreal Canadiens. It was, as they say, a one-sided relationship, but it was very important to me growing up. I loved the Montreal Canadiens, and when they lost, and I was a kid, I cried, like all kids do about that sort of stuff. And of course, as I got older, I, that relationship, you know, it attenuated and life went on and whatever. And Then I, I went to grammar school and high school and college in Montreal, and in college, I was fortunate enough at McGill to have a really great economics professor who really got me interested in economics. I was already interested in high school. I had a pretty good teacher in high school that got me, got me going, and I was already personally interested. But this professor at university really got me going and got me interested in the intellectual side curves and the graphs and the charts and the math and the numbers and how it all fit together. And voila, I became an economist. So an important relationship, boom, pushed me on my way, no doubt about it. Then I finished my bachelor's degree, went to Washington, D.C., had a number of jobs, learned, learned about loyalty to your boss and uh, getting in trouble with the law. And you know, I some of the people I know about, no I worked with, not with, but kind of ended up in prison with, at, 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 at Drexel Burnham Lambert. Uh, so I was introduced early to, to, to all kinds of weird stuff. And I learned, you know, don't compromise yourself. Do what you believe in. If something doesn't feel right and doesn't sound right, just don't do it. That's a really important lesson. Don't be beholden. Don't let someone, you know, grab you by the jugular, if you will. But that was an important lesson to learn. I went to grad school. I had some great teachers and advisors there. Um, you know, I got a bunch of jobs. Uh, I can't say I've been really lucky in having great mentors. I think they're okay, but uh, nothing really great there. The, the last relationship, I guess, is your relationship with yourself, and right. that's a critical one. you got to believe in yourself, that you're special, that you've got talent, that you've got something people want. That you're, you're a valuable contributor to society. If you have confidence in yourself, it will help. It won't guarantee, but you have to have it. You gotta love and believe in yourself.
0: That's huge. And thank you for sharing. You just gave us a whole bunch of nuggets in one little one little bio. Uh, so okay, so you graduated college, and then you what? What was kind of your first job in economics? Where Where did you kind of start before you came down this path that you're on now?
1: Okay, so my first job was a short one. It was only for a couple months. They had a part time, a short term contract. And I helped an economic consulting firm here in D.C. They were doing legal work for a company that was trying to get money out of a bankrupt bank. At the time, the bank was Penn Square Bank in Oklahoma, if I'm not mistaken. They were the largest bank failure in history at that time based on the oil price collapse of the mid-80s in Oklahoma and Colorado and so on. So I was going through files and looking at all the people and the lying and cheating and stealing that everybody was doing at the time to get money from investors policing the FDIC and oh my gosh, it was phenomenal. And then from there I was a short job, a couple months, and then from there I got a real job. And it was, it was working on junk bonds, and it was a great job. I learned a lot about finances and how the Capitol Hill worked and so on. And uh, one of our clients was, uh, was uh, Drexel Burnham Lambert. They were closed down by the government. Some of the guys were thrown in jail and prison. So it was like, oh my gosh, job after job. I, that, this is what made me become very, I'm not nervous, I would say, because we didn't do anything wrong in any of these cases. So just the clients themselves, if you will, or prior history. But it was like, whoa, again, you know, you know, let's not break the law too much. Probably <laughs> not a really good
0: idea. Right. And so have you done most of this, like, uh, career in Washington, D.C. and on the East Coast?
1: Uh, I got my Ph.D. I was in Syracuse. That's relatively East Coast. But after that, I moved to Minneapolis for three years, and my daughter was actually born there. And I okay. met my wife there, so that was a pretty important uh, three-year sojourn in my life, if you will. So, I have okay. warm, warm thoughts towards Minneapolis, at least in the summer months. It's okay. Kind of winter. It's a little cold. Um, but in a lovely city, by the way. I, I worked there for, for a couple of years, had a great job at a startup. It was totally fun. I, I worked like a crazy lunatic. Didn't end up going anywhere. But you know, this is life, and you got to try these things, and opportunities come. And it's important to pursue them because you feel you might feel like you have missed out as you haven't pursued your dream, if you will. You know, whatever your dream is spend some time and, 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 and fight for it. Uh, then I came back to DC, worked at the, uh, with the home builders for about 10 or 12 years, and that was great. Learned a lot about data, had a lot of really good bosses. They taught me a lot of technical skills that were invaluable. Gave me the opportunity to speak publicly on behalf of the home builders for a number of years while I was there, and that led into my own business. So it was a whole stream of events, but seizing opportunities and learning what you like to do and learning what you're good at. Maybe an accident that gives you the opportunity, but seize it. Try and do new things. Maybe you find something that you didn't even know you liked that you love.
0: <laughs> that's great advice, and it's so true, isn't it? Sometimes we have no idea, but just being open to it, then we expose ourselves to something that totally excites and energizes us.
1: That's exactly right. Well said. Yes, that's exactly. I had no idea I was a good public speaker until I went to graduate school, and then didn't have the chance again until ten years later working for the home builder. So it was luck that I had the opportunity the ability to pursue it, even though I knew it eventually. But it took me until graduate school to realize I had the skill in the first
0: place. That's awesome. So, okay, so now you kind of made that transition into your own business. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do?
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have a great time. I love what I do. I do it every day. I can't wait. So I get up in the morning. We update all the economic data because every day there's data. The U.S. government puts out data. The Europeans put out data. There's always data. And you gotta love your eyes and love your data. And then I read a ton of stuff. I read three or four newspapers every day. The Washington Post, the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, maybe a local paper, the USA Today. You read them fast and they get faster at the end because the stories are all largely the same. But you gotta know what's going on because everything affects the economy globally somehow one way or the other. Uh, So that takes a good chunk of time. The updating data and reading take hours every day. Oh, I write a blog every day that I share with everybody. This is the Thoughts of Elliot today on economics. I yes. want you to love economics. I want to share my thoughts with you. And it, it's no freemium thing. It's just free. It's just a free, free model where sign up. and You get it every day. And that's my gift to the to, to society. And you want to hire me? Great. If you don't, that's great, too. I don't really care. I just, I, I got ideas I want to share. I love <laughs> economics so much. I want you to love it, too. I mean,
0: this sounds cockeyed and crazy, but it's true. I get all excited about it. Uh, I know it's awesome and I've been getting your blog and I love it because it's way over my head, most of it, but it, yet it's simple enough and quick enough that I can read it and be like, hmm, I'd like to know more. And, uh, and you're so gracious to usually give me some kind of insight uh, when I'm like, so what the heck does that mean? Or, oh my God, I can't believe that could be possible, but uh, it is definitely. And in the show notes, we will have how to contact you, how to get on your blog and subscribe. So be sure to connect with Elliot with the information in the show notes. Uh, so Elliot, so you can tell that you are just full of enthusiasm and passion and excitement. Can you tell us where you think you know where that comes from?
1: Oh my gosh, I don't know, but I've always been a pretty excitable, a very easily excitable guy. You know, I go I go sightseeing somewhere, I see a view, and I go, "Wow, that's beautiful!" So I'm, <laughs> I'm easily, I'm easily, I'm easily pleased. I'm easily impressed. I mean, that sounds trite and stupid, and, and you know, I, I'm not an idiot, but it's keep yourself open to experiences. I think that's really the key. You can get jaded in this job like anything else. Every day there's data. I have to update my slides. You could you could have that attitude. But no, I'm gonna learn some new stuff. There's every day is a school day, right? Yeah. It's fun. Like you know, meeting new people. Some people dread meeting, you no, it can be a lovely thing. It, it, some wonderful relationship can ensue. You never know. But be be open, be enthusiastic. And life's a lot more pleasant than being jaded and conservative and reform- and and, and uh, you know holding your cards close to your chest and being very very skeptical.
0: I agree, and you know it's it's just so fun to watch you and hear you and and to watch you present um, because you are just so passionate about what you do and also about in it it almost like igniting that passion in other people. And it's funny that the topic of economics is what you're so passionate about because it is something that can sometimes be a bit on the dull side, maybe for, for some people, but to be able to connect with other humans and engage with other people about something that you're passionate about and to share that and help them find that enthusiasm and be able to be excited about it as well is truly such a gift and uh, and something that you share so so freely. I, I just appreciate that and thank you for that. And so in kind of the, the essence of social capital and the essence of how relationships are critical to our success, you know, can you share sort of, some of the things that you would say are key ingredients to building relationships that last?
1: Yeah, I mean, being there is one of them.
0: People call me up and, hey,
1: can I, can I have a minute of your time? And, you know, a lot of people, I, I call back and say, sure, I'm happy to help you for five minutes. You want five hours? i got to charge money. But for five or ten minutes, of course. And people rarely take you up on the offer, first of all. They're so shocked and they forget. But some people do, and I'm happy to help them. I genuinely care about the people I meet. I don't have time to, you know, check on how 20,000 people are doing. I, I make no bones about that. But, hey, Elliot, we met so-and-so. Can you give me five minutes of your time? Sure. I'd be delighted. And then who knows? That person two years later will do me a favor and won't even think about it. Oh, sure, Elliot, I recommended you for a Nobel Prize or something. <laughs> Whatever it is. You know, just help the people you know. Let people know that you're available to, to help them. Be friendly and give of yourself. And and magically relationships will form. People are, they look forward to meeting me. They tell me stories. They email me stories about their life, and I go, wow, that's cool. Can I share that with a speech or something? Sure, by all means. It gives me insight. It's it's a wonderful thing. But be open, be interested in people, and interested in what they have to say. I think it was Goethe, the famous German writer. Someone asked him, you know, how do you get your stories? He said, I just I just listen to people tell me, and I write it down. I mean. <laughs> It's almost that simple people people want to share people are interested uh, just just keep your eyes
0: open and be open it's so interesting that you say that because yeah you know it's it's funny someone was telling me the other day they said you know i got in this position where i just was stuck in an office and i just found myself disconnected from the community around me exactly right that's how i feel i'm like this is this sounds horrible And they said, you know, what I realized is that I needed to take a day a week to connect with my community. And whether that was just sitting down face to face with one person at a time or attending an event or being part of something that's going on in an organization, because that's what actually feeds where we are. Like having a pulse on what's happening around me is actually what gives me the motivation to do what I'm supposed to be doing. And And it is, it's just so true that just being open to those kinds of things can be the fuel of where we're headed.
1: Right, be passionate. You get, get involved in something you're passionate about and suddenly you'll meet a whole bunch of people. Right. And I, know, I know in my career, a lot of the I, I aspired to luck, but of course I work hard like we all do. But the more the harder you work, the luckier you get. And you meet somebody and they can help you. And there was no pre-planned idea, of, oh I'm gonna give the speech and I'll meet so and so and they'll do something. No, it's hey, I put it all out there, I work hard, people can tell I'm enthusiastic and they get excited and then something happens or something. You know?
0: <laughs> Well, on that note, can you tell us some of what you're like excited about right now? What's going on? You're so full of interesting uh, facts and knowledge. Can you share a little bit of what you're passionate about right now with us?
1: Oh, my God. This is a little depressing. Okay, this is depressing. I'm, I'm excited about knowing when, and hopefully not, the next recession comes because everybody wants to know that from me now. So I, I spend an inordinate amount of time thinking about when it might happen, how bad it will be, and what will trigger it. So I, this doesn't sound like much fun, I know, but like Death Watch or something. But economically, it's very exciting. Maybe so because, what do you think? So what do I think? I think we are we're clearly going to have a recession one of these days, but it's not going to be in the next six to nine months, and that's that's you know it's good to know. So I think we have until middle of next year, and not that it will happen then, but it could happen then. And part of the reason I get this, I, I don't know, but the reason I'm confident it won't happen earlier than that is things don't go. Things take a while to go down, and our economy is pretty resilient, and you get better as an economist over the decades. I'm a better economist now than I was 20 years ago or 15 years ago because I've gotten some data and I've talked to people. I'm always talking to people, asking them, hey, tell me, how's your business? And let me tell you, everyone loves to tell you how their business is. (laughs) right people you ask them how 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 do you feel about things are you confident or nervous and they'll they'll tell you great this is input to my model if you will people are helping me all the time so the recession is not going to come right away and i think it will be a combination of things that gets us a recession unlike 2008 when it was the housing bust or 2000 when it was largely the dot-com there was some terrorism involved there too. 1990 was more like an agglomeration of things. So here we have too. Too much corporate debt, some trade issues, some geopolitical stuff, and you add in something else and you stew it up together. You're going you know, to stew and voila, a recession pops out. I hope it doesn't, but that's my thinking. A whole bunch of things together will create a mild recession. But that's fun to think about. I know it sounds terrible, but it really is. It's a, it's a puzzle. I think yeah. about my daughter and you know, how she's going to do well and the relationships she's building. And I, I try and encourage her all the time, hey, meet people, go to that event, go to that that mixer, social hour thing. Well, Papa, it's not much fun. now. go try. You know, if you have to, have a drink of gin before you go to you give yourself some courage. You know? <laughs> yeah. If you don't meet people, it's not going to happen.
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Okay, well, that's great insight. And you heard it here first when it comes to Elliot's uh, thoughts on the recession, because that is definitely a topic that is uh, hot here in Denver, at least, and all over the country, apparently.
1: Yes, it is. People, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. For obvious reasons.
0: For obvious reasons exactly now so Elliot, if you were um, you know just sharing whether it be with your daughter your younger self or just the audience, do you have any advice that you would give when it comes to you know really building a network that can be utilized and have value um, also whether it's in building just social capital or just being a, a good person overall do you have any advice that you like to give? Just uh, some
1: of are track be yourself and do something you really care about in lot. If you care a lot about it, you're likely to be much more enthusiastic. Don't do something to please somebody else. Oh, you know, my mother wants me to, or my boyfriend wants me to, ah, those are bad reasons to do it. You gotta be true to yourself at the end of the day, because the staying power of being enthusiastic about whatever it is is not so easy, you know? So you gotta be, you gotta, and be, as I said before, be exposed to others, and expose yourself. Hey, people want to know what I do. So I tell them and they, they go, oh, that sounds horrible. And I go, whoa, wait a minute, it's not so bad. And you, get them, you get them interested in it. And then they sign up for my blog or whatever it is. You know, it's fun. Sharing what you have to share is, is, is valuable. You, We all can make a contribution in some shape, shape way or form. And if you're, you put yourself out there and share what you've got, people will share what they've got.
0: Hey, that's fun. Hey, <laughs> collaboration
1: at its hey. finest, right? Yeah, and don't, don't sell yourself short. It doesn't matter what you do. If you're a, if you're a, a, a bus driver or a horse, you, you sell horses. I don't care, you know. Uh, 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 you're, you're, you're a comedian or a bookseller, book you know, or you're, you're an author or a writer, a garbage man. Who cares? There's a thousand things that you know a lot about that people are curious about. Share, be open, eh, you'll do fine.
0: And have, and have confidence in yourself. That's important. Confidence in yourself matters. That's huge, I, I, it's huge, and I feel like the older I get, the more I realize that um, it's not really about faking it till you make it, it's really about identifying the things in yourself that you feel confident in, and if there's places where you're lacking it, really just trying to develop and self-develop in those areas so that you can be fully well-rounded and confident.
1: Yes, a- absolutely, I'm, 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 I'm a happier person because of the psychological development that I've gone through and the pain that I've gone through like we all have seize those opportunities don't run away from them either develop yeah. your, your, your own persona right deal with those bugaboos and ghosts and demons of the past that may have put you and may have kept you down or put you down or made you feel not good about yourself try and work on those too it's hard but try you'll be more open you'll be able you'll be more friendly it's, it's a good thing
0: you know, Elliot, you are incredibly successful, and in your um, just—you know—your reputation precedes you.
1: All those books,
0: yeah, all those books. I mean, you've spoken uh, to hundreds and thousands of people over the years. You know, if if there's anyone listening who believes that they have a message that they would like to share with the world, and doesn't know maybe how to even get started, or maybe they've kind of gotten started but they don't know where to go, do you have any tips for people who? You know would like to get into speaking and presenting no matter what their own topic might be?
1: Well the first thing is to do is to, is to, is to write. It's really important to get your ideas out there on the web. Don't hold back, don't say oh it's not a fully, fully, fully fleshed out idea. Get a blog going, do something, put it out daily, weekly, monthly, hourly, I don't care. But if you believe you've got something out there, start putting it out there and suddenly you'll be surprised. People will get excited and be all interested and you'll have people who are following you in some shape, way, or form. That will tell you you've got, you've got something good. And then there are lots of opportunities to speak out there. You know, there's, there's, there's Toastmasters, okay, that costs money, you learn a skill, but that's invaluable. And then there are all these places, these associations and groups and neighborhood associations, they need people to speak about whatever it is. You know. Be the person to get up and say, I'm going to give a 10-minute talk on uh, the train that drives by and wakes everybody up at two and how we're trying to get rid of it or changing the signage. i all be on that committee or whatever. Get yourself involved. Do public speaking. If you aren't good, practice it. That's important, too. You've got to get comfortable and familiar. At least in my world, that's how you, you go about trying to do it. Graduate school was a great opportunity for me. It didn't matter if I failed. These kids were all students. They had to be in the room. <laughs> couldn't walk away
0: (laughs) a captive audience
1: right but get your ideas out there share your thoughts I mean people have Instagram accounts you know they have millions of followers I don't have millions of followers obviously but you know if you don't put yourself out there you'll have no followers and no influence of any kind (laughs)
0: good point good point
1: don't be shy don't be shy do it
0: it, it, that's huge too you know just doing it is sometimes just half the battle or more is just getting out there and taking some action on what you feel in your heart
1: right that's exactly right. And, and if it's not too much if a lot of fun then don't do it I mean you have to <laughs> do some things that aren't fun obviously but don't seek out work that's really miserable that's gonna make you unhappy I mean you have to do it at some point you got to pay the bills I get it but try and get away from that if you can but share your ideas People will then, you know, they'll call you, email you, text you, whatever. And you got, to, you got some fun relationships going and Human capital gets developed and so on and so forth.
0: Absolutely, and Elliot, you know, just for the listeners who may not know um, what you speak to or how to how to get in touch with you, we will have all of your contact information. But what is it that you typically like to to speak to, or what kind of audience is it that if people are listening and they're interested in, in what you're saying and and bringing you on, what is ideal? What that what's that ideal kind of presentation opportunity for you?
1: If your business depends on the health of the economy then you probably want to hear from me at some point. (laughs) If you sell homes, if you sell cars, if you lend money, if you have a restaurant or a hotel, anything that involves the economy. If a better economy makes your business better and a worse economy, or vice versa, maybe you're a repo man, and a bad economy is great for you because you repo cars and planes and stuff. If the movement of the economy matters to you, you probably want to hear from me. I'm speaking to a bunch of resort owners in, in two weeks. I spoke to a, a bank this morning in, 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 in uh, Eastern Shore, of Maryland. So, realtors call me up, investment banks, hedge funds call me up, developers, builders, uh, car dealerships, oil companies. It's 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 all over the place. Oh, headhunters are. I got i I'm speaking to a bunch of headhunters. Whoa. So, you know, they want to know about late about how hard it's to find workers and when the workers' going to end and you know, how much are people getting paid and stuff like that. So, it's it's all kinds of fun stuff. But if the economy matters to what you do, then you care. Now, for example, healthcare doesn't matter all that much because people can't avoid getting sick, right? And right. you doctor, you pay the bill. So those things don't vacillate a lot, but let's say you sell refrigerators, oh my gosh, you wanna hear from your cars, because those could be very violent in booms and busts.
0: Absolutely. Well, if you haven't had the chance to hear Elliot speak or you think that this would be good for your company, I encourage you. He is fun to have and engaging and exciting and it's a great time. uh, (laughs) So please reach out to Elliot and Elliot, I'm so thankful that you've been here and thank you for sharing yourself and your your thoughts with us. Uh, Do you have any final thoughts before we wrap up?
1: Well, let's look at our relationship. It's been a lovely relationship, too. We met, you know, three or four months ago, whatever it was. We spend a nice 20 minutes, half an hour, and and, and who from that that, you know, we chat later, and, and this, your company, and this, and, and all these nice things grow, but I, the key thing is to be open,
0: and, and and interested, and interesting, Oh, Hey, interesting, that's a big one. <laughs> we get some of these buddy duds around here, and then they wonder why they don't have any friends.
1: Uh, that happens too, yeah, and do a lot of listening, that's important. Listen, don't do all the talking in a conversation.
0: Huge. That's huge. Elliot, thank you so much for everything. And uh, thank you for being on. And I hope that we can uh, connect again in the near future.
1: Absolutely. I'm looking forward to version number two of this down the road sometime.
0: (laughs) I think we're going to do it. And uh, we look forward to seeing how this recession plays out. And we'll be watching your blog. And uh, if there is any opportunity for us to connect again, I look forward to taking it. It's
1: a deal. We'll do it for sure.
0: All right. Awesome. Thank you so much. That's all for this episode of social capital expert, please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also be sure to check out our upcoming social capital mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.